What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three of That Sounds Spooky, the podcast where we talk about all things scary, eerie, uh, woozy, uh, um, thrilling, suspensey, um, stabby, uh, shooty, bloody. Um, I think I've named everything. Confusing. Confusing, uh, depending on the movie you're watching. Um, like today's more. movie. Yes, yes, yes. I am your host, Chad, and joining me, as always, is my other host, the great Dom. Dom, how you doing, buddy? Hello, it's me, Dom, from the radio, as usual. Um, yes. I'm doing great. Now, I have to admit, and this is going to upset some of our more, um, more devoted horror fans out there, Today we're covering Blair Witch. You should remember that from last week's announcement at the end of the episode and the title for this episode. The original The Blair Witch Project. Um, And this is going to upset some real passionate um, horror fans. Before yesterday, I'd never seen this movie. Oh, man. Before yesterday, I had never seen a movie that came out three months before I was born. So I've had my entire lifetime to watch it. I did like it. You know, it was yeah. funny. I told my yeah. mom. Um, by the way, my mom listens to the podcast. Oh, cool. So, uh, you know what? Mom? This episode goes out to you, Mama. This one's for you. Uh, I told my mom. I was like, "Hey, you know, we're uh, we're doing the Blair Witch Project." She goes, "Yeah, I saw that one." I was like, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't that great?" And I was like, "That's fair." <laughs> I had seen this movie three times before. Um, very, very sporadic in viewing. Like. I watched one like years ago when I was like ten, and then I watched Ooh. it four times. Never good to but, watch a horror movie when you're a kid. Yeah, well, this one, this one, when I was ten, just confused me. You know, I didn't really yeah, get it. It's um, it's low on the scares. I would say that I wasn't scared during this movie. I was, yeah. I, I was texting. Uh, I mean, Chad, you know this, but for our listeners, I was texting Chad and Lex during this during uh, watching the movie, and I was going. I'm I'm confused. What just happened? And I was like asking questions, and I was like, I'll just wait to find out. And I was like, Hang on, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So like, so because I've seen this like three times, so this is like the fourth time I've seen it now. Like I was, uh, I watched it, but I knew, you know, I knew what I was getting into. So I, you know, I had my phone up. I was just looking things up on the movie. So um, yeah, no, um, I like this movie. Um, when I watched, I like it. I watched it when I could understand what was happening and what the what the movie's about and the style of it. It made, I liked it more then. Um, but yeah, no, I was excited to watch this movie because it's been a minute since I've seen it. So, um, I know last time we did this kind of at the end of the episode, but, um, I'm going to ask straight off the bat, Chad, if you had to give this a score from one out of 10 or zero out of 10, because I wanted to give creep a zero. So on a scale of one missing map to 10 on a scale of zero points, that makes sense to what? 10 townspeople that they interviewed. Yeah. Um, I think this gets a solid, like, I'd, I'd say like a solid eight. I'd give it a seven for seven dead kids. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. But, um, I'm still confused. I'm a big stiffler on like perfect tens. I think a movie has to, I think there's only um, four, like four movies I've ever given like a perfect score to when I've, when I've. One of underrated. the few movies I will ever give, maybe the only movie I will ever give an honest to God, perfect 10. Uh, Jurassic Park, but we've talked about Jurassic Park in every episode now. So, hey, we're we're on brand. I, I w- speaking of every episode, um, I would like to point out that when I wrote 
our description for the actual podcast. I wrote from Jaws to Blair Witch, and then we pulled Blair Witch last week. And I went, wow, it only took us three episodes to make it from Jaws to Blair Witch. So, so, so if we never record after this episode, we've held oh, that means the witch got us. We, we've held up our end of the bargain. Um. But this was another. This was another found footage film. It was our second one out of the. This one. This one really, and even my mom said this. This one really started the whole. It. It wasn't the first movie to do the found footage gimmick, but it was the first one that. The first one that actually did it well. I asked my mom because I was watching this in my living room. Well, actually, according to the Wikipedia page, it says this film is heavily credited with reviving the found footage technique. So it didn't start it, but it's it was really the f- first one in a long time that did it well and led to other stuff like Paranormal Activity and yeah, that's interesting other because found footage it, movies. I asked my I asked my mom when I was watching it in my living room if uh, if she if she'd ever seen another movie that was like filmed this way. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, this type of movie. And she said, what, a shaky, horrible camera movie? No. And then she, like, walked away. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it seems like neither of our parents like this movie. Yeah, my mom, my mom, Which was, is more fair. Into, my mom was more into watching Halloween with me than any other type of movie. Because <laughs> Halloween's a classic movie, by the way. That might be coming out soon. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, mean, I think we've I think we've announced it already. No, we it? have. I just uh, I'm excited, but I I can't get into the hype for talking about Halloween because we're talking about Blair Witch. Um, <laughs> someone did point out to me. I was talking to a friend about recording this episode today, and she got very upset with me because I kept saying Blair Witch and not the Blair Witch Project because the most recent Blair Witch movie is called Blair Witch. You know, it's funny you bring that up because... And so is the video game, by the way. Blair Witch, which I've seen a bit of footage. It's very good. I can't wait to play it. I might have it on the PlayStation right now. I typed in Blair Witch on Hulu, thinking Uh it would bring up the Blair Witch Project. And I just blindly typed in Blair Witch and then hit enter. And then that movie, the new movie starts playing. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then The fun thing is, uh, that movie, the Blair Witch one, just called Blair Witch, is uh, terrible. Yeah, I, d- I will. Almost once every, I realize, almost every I um, the- review of it is like, this movie sucks. Yeah, I realized in the first like opening minutes of the movie that it wasn't the right movie, but I was still like, wait a minute, what? So then I backed out and watched the good one. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm only gonna I'm gonna talk about the review of the that the Blair Witch real quick because I'll get into more detail after we discuss Blair Witch Project. Um, one of the things the Blair Witch did that was really bad and a lot of people hated was they confirmed what the entity, the monster, the thing was and what it was doing. Which I don't like. I love to be able to postulate and wonder, which we will. We'll discuss what we think happened. But having a solid answer almost takes the fun away from it. You want to talk about what it was then? (laughs) Or no? Uh, well, let's talk about the movie first, and then we'll talk about what it was, and then we'll talk about why the uh, the third movie in the series was garbage. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so, um, for those who haven't seen The Blair Witch Project, uh, three film students, what a coincidence, uh, go out and they go to a place called Burkittsville, Maryland, also uh, formerly known as Blair. wonder what that means. Um, they're going into this fable. They're going to. They, they want to talk about this fable, this legend called the Blair Witch, which reportedly 
kills people and haunts the woods. And someone describes her as an old woman covered in hair whose feet never touch the ground. Um, there's a legend in the city, or in the, I'm sorry, in the town, because it's a shantyville at best. Um, no offense to anyone who may actually live in Burkittsville, but your town doesn't look fantastic. Is it a real town? Um, I believe Burk. Yeah, Burkittsville's a real town, but the whole myth was made up. The whole that okay, no, that's one of the funny things. After Blair Witch Project came out, people flocked to Burkittsville only to find out the stuff from the movie was complete bullshit. They made it all up. Can you imagine being a town that's known for a fake legend? I mean, Roanoke. <laughs> but like, but like, but that. Can I, I like talk about the Roanoke conspiracy for a second? Sure, if you want to. You know what happened? Do you know that uh, story? Uh, I barely know. I know it was a horror story season. Oh, God, don't even start with me. I like American Horror Story, but if you bring that up now, I'm going to fight you. Um, so really, what there was a, a colony. I can't remember if it was North Carolina, South Carolina, or Virginia. But there was a colony known as the Roanoke. <clears throat> and, you know, they had a real bad winter. It just misfortune. Oh, yeah, and they, the and, they, and they ate each other. No. That's what people, that's a, a lot of people thought happened. But my mom, who is very well-versed with... You know, my mom's her my grandmother through my mom, her family is Pennsylvania Dutch. So, you know, they if you go back far enough, they consorted with Native consort is not the right word. They mingled and fraternized with Native Americans. And their 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 stories kind of meshed together and those kind of legends, you know, family stories, you know. So my mom was very well versed in this. I asked her what she thought happened, and she was she said, Dominic, it's really simple. The, the whole colony disappeared, and they left the word Croatoan, or uh, Croatoan, or Cro, Croatoa, carved on a post. Croatoa, whatever the word was, it was another outpost where these Native Americans lived, and people were like, "Well, that's weird. There's no, there's not a single body here." So someone's like, people thought, "Well, cannibals came in, or or they all, it was a, go- they were killed by ghosts or something supernatural," but um. They found Native Americans, like generations later, not even generations, like just years later, who had kids with blue eyes and blonde hair. And my mom was like, it's really simple. The colonists were dying, so they went to live with the Native Americans, and they got intermarried, and they just married each other and had children that are like mixed race, Native and white. She was like, it's not that complicated. But there's this whole big myth. They're like, it was ghosts. Like, no, they're like, it was some kind of disease. No, they just moved. It was the power of love. <laughs> That's the power of love. <laughs> but you know what's not the power of love? Murder. This, this movie. No, uh, one could almost say it's the power of hate. Yes, yes. So, yeah, like you said, they go to this town. They go to the town. They're asking, like, the townspeople. They're interviewing about- locals. Yeah. One my favorite, my favorite my favorite guy, my favorite guy was just the guy who random literally like, do you believe in witchcraft? No. <laughs> oh, are, are you, oh, the fisherman? Are you religious? Yep. No, not the fisherman. It was the guy before oh, the, the, the old uh, the old guy who tells the legend of Rustin Parr. No, not even him. There was just this one that's old it. guy who literally just says that, no, that that's, thing. Okay, I remember who you're talking about. I love the fisherman. Oh yeah. They, no, they, they encounter two fishermen and they're asking about the they're asking about the Blair Witch, and it's a young guy and an old guy. And the young guy's like, they're all full of shit. It's all made up. And the old guy's like, no, no, it's all real. 
he's like, really? Yes. No. Yes. No. You're full of it. No, I'm not. It's it's a fantastic scene. The uh, the old guy's like, well, there was a girl, and uh, and the younger man takes over. He's like, there was a girl. She was lost for three days. She came back to her grandmother's, and she talked about an old woman whose feet never touched the ground. It's just a story. And the guy's like, it was the witch. I saw a cloud of mist up on that hill, and he's like, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love two people love, who can't stand each other, but they're like fishing buddies. I love, I love, uh, in the in the movie, the woman, the woman who was um talking. Oh, crazy Mary Brown! Oh no, 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 no! The, before that, the the mom who was telling the story and her the kid, mom, he, her the kid kept covering them. The mom's talking about the story, and her child, her little baby, starts freaking out, trying to cover her mouth. It's really funny because I I doubt that was scripted. I guarantee the kid was just like, eh, I don't like this. Stop it. Yeah, I, I that makes me that makes me chuckle every time I see it because it's like, oh, that's so that that's cute. That's adorable. So wholesome. Few, I'm like, mom, no. Few, it's one of the few cute parts of this movie. <laughs> the the only really. Yeah. Um, but they, I I love the old guy who tells them the story of Rustin Parr, which by the name, I'm totally using that as my next D and D character's name. <laughs> Rustin, Rustin Parr. Parr. What, what what class would Rustin Parr be? Monk, human monk, because in the story, Rustin Parr is a hermit, (laughs) and he'd be the way of the long death. Variant human monk. That's very inappropriate. (laughs) Because my next uh, thing to talk about is uh, the story of Rustin Parr, who supposedly in the 40s kidnapped eight children, uh, killed seven of them on the orders of the Blair Witch, and they only found out because the fourth fourth one, the eighth one, ran away. there's something interesting they address is the fact that when he would kill these kids, he would kidnap them two at a time. And he would have one of them face into the corner of the basement while he killed the first one. And he claimed it was because he could feel the eyes on him. He didn't like the eyes on him while he did it. And uh, so there's that story. There's a story of the Blair Witch. And then there's the story of Coffin Rock, which uh, in the movie looks nothing like a coffin. It looks yeah, like, yeah. wait for it, a rock. Yeah. Um, nope. It looks like the same exact uh, rock and, and lake that we saw in Creep. It really does. And without the heart. The there heart. was probably a heart on it at some point. But yeah, uh, the, the legend about Coffin Rock is that five men were tied uh, one man's hands, the next man's feet. Um, and they were just uh, brutally massacred. They were tied up. Their stomachs were ripped out. They had these strange symbols that almost looked like some kind of language carved onto them, which I love the go-to of any sort of fantasy writing when they kind of want like a MacGuffin. They're like, and, and, and there's, there were strange symbols. <laughs> it's like, no, there weren't. Uh, it's Anoki in the language of the angels. No, it's not. It's just someone who can't speak English. He's like, that looks like a G and it's like the number nine. It's like, oh, you're close enough. But um, I don't know where that came from. I apologize. But um, they start hiking. Heather, Josh, and Matt. Heather is the uh, our leading lady, our reporter on air when they're filming this quote-unquote documentary. Uh, Josh is the cameraman. Mike is the sound guy. And Mike does not want to be there. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike annoys me. Like, every time I watch this movie, <laughs> I get annoyed of Mike. Uh... I mean, there's definitely reasons to be annoyed by Mike, like when the when they start progressing into the woods. But why do you not like him just in general? 
without I, talking just, about the wood stuff yet. He just annoys. He just annoys me. Just you know, sour like I said, attitude. He just he just complains the entire trip, and that as as somebody, as somebody who hates like people who complain, um, it would just like be friends. It would just it would just damper my mood, and it would annoy me. Um, the one thing I do have to agree with you on that is I hate when people are just like, like in admittedly the whole time he's like, why are we, why are we parking the car here? And Heather goes, we have to walk to the campsite. He goes, can we just it's drive really, in there? It's like, no. If you, if you have a, a hiking trail, he you agreed to go valid, hiking with them and then bitches about going hiking. You have a valid reason to complain about something. That's one thing. But like you signed up to do a documentary where you're going to be hiking in the woods and then you literally... Mm-hmm. After the day, and the it's, it's another thing like you know when they're like four days out or whatever, and then and then that's you compare, fair. That's, that's it when they're lost in the woods. Fair to yeah. be mad, um, but like the second as, day, second day, come on. As someone who has a lot of experience hiking and camping, you know, being an Eagle Scout and everything, I spent a lot of years hiking and camping. Um, this game, the game, this movie does a really good job of portraying just people who don't want to be camping. Um, so it's, Dom, it's somebody, fantastic. Somebody who has a lot of hiking and like woods experience. Um, yes. Is it really that easy to get lost in the woods? I feel like. Yes. I feel like you just pay attention to where no. you're like going. It's easy. Is it okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never done it. Um, so I, no, because uh, one of the things you want to talk about is it's actually cool you asked that because I actually had to give an orienteering course um, as part of something I was working on for my leadership ranks. One of the things that you have to point out. So you have a compass, right? Your compass has 360 degrees on it as a circle. And those degrees you use to help orient yourself on the map and navigate. Um, if you've got to go, you know, if, if you, the location you're going from on the map is, say, 89 degrees a certain way. Um, if you're off by two degrees, you go 25 feet, that's not a problem. If you hike six miles and you're off by two degrees, you're not going to be in the right spot at all. Paying attention to degrees and direction you're going is really important because, okay, I went to, I went out to a scout camp in New Mexico when I was about 15. I was about 14 even. Um, 14, 15, it doesn't matter. I was out there when I was a teenager. We're hiking in the mountains of New Mexico. There's trails, but if you're off, we would hike 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 miles a day. If you're off by the slightest amount, hiking 15 miles a day, you're not getting where you want to go. Interesting. At one point in the movie, Heather goes, listen, we've been hiking for 15 hours. Average person doesn't hike at a mile an hour. You know, walk three, two and a half, three miles an hour, right? So, so what would you, so what do you, what, what do you do if you're that lost? Like what's, what's the move? Oh man. Did you tell someone where you're going? <laughs> No, I'm being serious. Did you let's tell say, someone where you're going? Let's say, let's say no, you didn't. Do you have uh, a flare, flare gun, a satellite phone, a uh, cell phone with some kind of signal? Let's assume, let's assume you don't have any of those things. How far out of the way is the area that you're going? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's say you're as lost as they are. Well, lost as they are in what, 1999, 97? It started production in 1997, so let's go on 97. As lost as you are in 97, in the middle of nowhere, and you didn't tell anybody where you're going, 
We'll find your body in a few years. <laughs> the town's not going to give a shit to put out a search party for you. Twenty in twenty twenty though. It's hard to say. I'm not a park ranger. That's fair. That's fair. It it all depends on where you are. Who knows what you have? It's a lot of different factors. Um, you kind of want to stay put once as soon as you know you're lost, because you don't want to start getting even more lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. Don't throw your map into a fucking river. Yeah, no, that's another reason why I hate him too. Like, what an asshole. Okay, so let's get into that. Well, they start like hiking out in the woods. Hmm? You wanna, you wanna, I feel like that's skipping ahead a lot. Do you want to? Not really, because we talked about the corpses. That's Coffin Rock, and the next is they start hiking into the woods. That's fair. They hike into the woods. They find this little cemetery with these small, like, cairns. Should I explain what cairns are? Yeah. Cairns are, it's an old, it's usually like Scottish and English, that kind of thing. It's Scottish. A cairn is a stack of rocks that you stack up methodically as a grave. I thought Karens were the middle-aged women who complained at Starbucks. Karen. This is a Karen. C-A-I-R-N. Okay. <laughs> Not to be confused with a thing that uh, the Amish drive that's drawn by a horse. Uh, a chariot? Carriage. <laughs> <laughs> a chariot? <laughs> They're not gladiators in the Coliseum. <laughs> I thought a carrot was uh, the thing Bugs Bunny ate. No, a parrot is what uh, the bird that flies with pirates. Oh, right, of course. Let's get back to the so stupid. <laughs> As you can tell, neither of us have been to improv class. <laughs> I don't need no. I don't need any classes. They're uh, already perfect. Uh, um. Anyway, they find these little like cairns. Okay, so here's one of the things I think that happens. They find these cairns, right? And let's just go on the theory that that witch is a real thing, and if you piss her off, you're dead. Let's go on that just for now. Um, Josh steps on one of the Karens and knocks it over. And Heather's like, oh my god, you didn't just... She stacks it back up, kisses her hand, and touches the rocks. I almost feel like that targeted, that Mark Josh is a fucked man. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon my uh, very blatant words there, but... um. If there's a witch in the woods and you know seven kids have been sacrificed to her, you find seven graves and you knock one over. Sorry, man. There's about to be an eighth one. That, yeah, at least an eighth. Yeah. Um, so right, um, let's go point, back on. At what, point, hmm? at, what point do you, at what point do you look at those and just say, fuck that, turn around and run? Uh, at that point, I see those and go, oh, this is real. And I sit on the ground and I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, please don't because kill me. Because at this point, when you found those graves, that's it, man. You're not getting back. You've gone too that's far. What I, that's what I was thinking. It's like, like um... Every time I watch you ever, this You movie. ever hear about the, uh, the fairy circles? No. Fairy circle is a an unbroken ring of mushrooms that grows in the forest, and the grass is usually, like, brighter inside that ring. Um, don't cross the ring. And the, the belief for that was, you know, it was usually, um, that's, that's the d domain of the fairies. Entering that ring, you'd enter a portal to the fae world, and stepping back out of that ring, you're no longer in your world. Um, as people go missing, they'd be like, well, he's stumbled upon a fairy. He's been kidnapped by the fae. Um, the real reason you don't do that 
is if you find a spot like that that's very lush and green and much brighter and there's fungus growing through it, nine out of ten times, there's a body buried there. I'm not making that up. Oh, man. Well, because a decomposing body has all the right, like, chemicals and nutrients to, like, it's fertilizer. It's nitrates and it's oxygen and nitrogen and everything that's going to make plants grow. So, like, what? People, like, just go, like, people just stepped in it and then sunk and died? No, I meant, like, somebody buried a body there, Chad. Oh, okay. All right. It's not no, and that's, I, and I'm, no. <laughs> yes, it's quicksand, but it's made of grass and dirt. Okay. Quick lime. <laughs> but, um, no, that's, like, that's, like, a very, like, scientifically proven thing. Like, chances are there's a body of a person or an animal or something buried there. And first off, that's if it's a bo- if it's a human body buried there, you want to avoid that area. But second off, if there was a body there and it's decomposed, there's now kind of a hole. There's a spot that's not as full because the body's decomposed and you're likely to fall in. Like a small sinkhole. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's you, what you, by the way, you can tell right now, this is really my, um, my high school dream of being a forensic scientist coming out. I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. Dom is really bringing his A game to this episode. Oh, you know what? I had to because everything about someday, someday everything about we'll this movie a, confused me. Someday we'll get a pot. Someday we'll get an, a movie that I know a ton about, or like I have like rooted in something that I'm interested in, and I'll be able to like pull a Dom here. Uh, but right now, but right now, getting lost in the woods is is, an, is entirely not in my wheelhouse. Oh, it's, I don't it's, it happened a lot. We got lost in New Mexico. It was great. I blame the ranger that was guiding us. Because he took us on a path that wasn't built yet and said it was there, and it wasn't. Adam. <laughs> Name drop. He won't hear this, but if he does, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Never forget. But anyway, okay, so we find that... So we find they the, find the cairns. Josh, the cameraman, knocks one over. They go sleep in the tent. By the way, three grown-ups in a tent that size. Tether bought a three-man tent. It's not comfortable. We used to sleep two to a tent scouts, and it's just not great, especially when you have someone that's Mike's kind of a bigger guy, and Josh is pretty tall. Well, and you have a fuck ton of equipment too. So you have yeah, camera equipment that's not light or slim. Oh, and that's got to go in the tent too. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, by the way, since we're talking about camping and stuff, little tip to anyone out there: um, if you go camping, there's usually like your tent, and you have the rain fly that kind of stretches out over that. Don't leave your boots between the tent and the rain fly. Bring them in the tent with you. I, I always pack a grocery bag and I put my boots inside the grocery bag if they're muddier than wet. That way, um, the condensation and everything that came off your feet and the sweat and stuff doesn't freeze overnight and your boots aren't cold and you put them on in the morning. Wow, look at, look at Dom. Dom giving, Dom giving I'm an the Eagle Scout, Chad. I'm giving the, the, count, the points we need. You know, it's fall, so camping season's yeah. almost over. And, oh, and that to- comes in later when they cross that river and they're all like, damn it, my feet are wet. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your boots out. They'll freeze. Socks having cold boots. And you have to hike all day. Um, so they're in that three-man tent. And they start hearing noises. Twigs are snapping. And it's like, it just sounds like somebody's walking around outside, which is the easiest foley to ever cut ever where you just have someone walk around your tent. You're like, oh, my God, I hear twigs snapping. Um, Mike denies everything. He's like, I heard nothing. Um, I didn't Dom, wake up. Um, if we're in a if we're in a woods that's like supposedly haunted, and we're uh-huh. in a tent, and we're and we're and we're like we're in a tent, and mm-hmm. we hear we hear branches snapping, and it sounds like someone's walking outside our tent. Do you go check it out, or do you just stay silent? Um, 
I draw a knife and I sit watching the tent door. I feel like I've I literally think, done that. I just, you know, uh, you want to know what what it turned out to be that I heard? Is it a raccoon? We had a bear in our campsite. Oh, nice! Still in New Mexico, by the way. Uh, Adam. No, this is after Adam left us. We were camping in a site called Santa Claus. Oh, nice. I'm not making that up. If anyone looks at, if anyone out there looks up the campsites at Philmont Scout Ranch in Cimarron, New Mexico, right in the center of that campsite, there's a big old site called Santa Claus. I feel like if I'm going to like film a documentary about a uh, witch in a haunted woods, yeah, I'm going to tell I'm, people where I am. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, and I'm, in, and I'm in my tent, and I'm in my tent, and I hear branches snapping. It's going to scare me, but I also feel like as <laughs> Since it's my job to get this on camera, I feel like I would have to go outside. I'll tell your family you were brave until the end. <laughs> like, I would be the guy who would like, die. Why are you still here, Dom? Because like, I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I would be that guy who would die doing the documentary because I would go, man, this is too good to not get. I would, I would, be, uh, I would be Heather later on where she's like, I want to apologize to Josh's mom and Mike's mom. I'd be like, I want to say I'm sorry to Chad's family. Uh, like maybe, but he didn't like, die maybe, like a bitch. He went out like a man. And then I dropped the camera and run back to the car. Like maybe the first, maybe the first couple times I would just like listen. And then like the next morning. I wouldn't like, honestly, you know, the thing is, unless it's significantly loud, like the bear we had in our campsite. Um, by the way, I don't know how we made it through that. I genuinely don't. Um, it's terrifying to even think about that a black bear was in our campsite when I was 14. I mean, I feel like I feel like he wasn't after you guys. I feel like he no, was just he was after the um, Okay, so I'll give another little This will be my This will be Dom talks about camping. This is the segment where I just nerd out about camping because god, I miss it. I have a tent in my apartment. Not set up, but I have a single man tent ready to go in case anyone's like, "Hey, you want to go camping?" I'm a guest. It's called his guest bedroom. He has a tent set up. It's not I don't even have a bedroom bedroom. I sleep on a futon in the living room. Yep, yep, yeah. It's a good apartment, though. I love it. The illustrious Anmore Studio. The illustrious Anmore Media Studio. But um, explain your your story. So a lot of campsites, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you make your food, you cook it. Philmont is out in the wilderness. You know, there's the only established like town. You have Cimarron, which is maybe ten, twelve miles away. Not part of the reservation. Not part of the campsite. The only on-camp real civilization you have is the occasional staff camp and the base camp, which has like like a small mall where you can go buy stuff and like a trading post and stuff like that. Like that's, but when you're out there, there's nothing. And one of the things you do is you have to do this thing called something the pot, which is after you cook, you've got to clean it out with water. But you don't just throw that water because you'll attract animals. It's food water. Someone's got to drink it. I'm not making this up. Ew. But there's occasionally sump pipe where you can kind of, if it's chunky, you can't pour it down the sump pipe because it'll get caught on the drain. There's like a mesh drain. The water goes down like 50 feet or something in this like septic pit they've dug. Um, same reason you can't pee in the outhouse. Because pee breaks down chemicals, and that's what makes stuff smell. Not a joke. You have to pee on a rock and then go number two in the outhouse. Camping rules are funny. But that was only for New Mexico, because we're out in the middle of nowhere, and there were bears. Yeah. Um, we decided after we had tuna, this like tuna something. Your meals, it, your meals went like this at Philmont. 
Breakfast was sugar to wake you up and give you energized. Lunch was something light on the trail to keep you going. And dinner was to make you poop. <laughs> That's the honest to God truth. It sounds so gross, but it made sense. Like, like our dinners were like, one of them was like spicy chili. Another was like this like corn burrito mix. And one of them was something with tuna in it. And the tuna one is when we camped at Santa Claus. And we thought, you know what? None of us are going to drink this. Let's just sump it and pour it in the pipe. I'll tell you what, that bear ripped the top of that pipe off. <laughs> and that was the bear wanting some delicious tuna. That's Yeah, there's a lesson. Um, don't fuck around with bears. Oh, no, no, no. Because uh, it turns out bears are friggin' bears. A guy made a documentary about bears, and the bear ate them. Right. Do you remember that? No, but we'll watch that later. Uh, it was, I think it's called like the Grizzly Man. He's literally a guy who lives well, with grizzly. He was. Um, and uh, God, and, we got uh, so off. we got to we got to finish talking about the story so we can talk about the other stuff that I found out. I found out some really weird stuff researching this movie. So here, Twigs, and we've already decided that we are not sticking around after three nights of Twigs. They decide to walk back to their car, right? Right. Uh, again, at night, they're hearing twigs, they're hearing noises. Even Again, Mike's like, I don't hear anything. Shut up. I want to go to sleep. Side, in a triangle around their tent are now three more stone cairns. They go to leave. Heather's map's gone. Heather, by the way, they had one map. Don't do that. Yeah, no. You should definitely have more than one map. Always. And, and don't have the maps on one person. That person falls in a river. You got no map. Gets eaten by a bear. Got no map. Uh, Mike kicks your map in the river. Got no got map. map. By the way, um, Mike, you're going to hate Mike if, hate when you Mike watch too. his movie. Because they're mad. Everyone's frustrated. They're screaming. They're shouting. Heather's map goes missing, and she's like, where's the map? And Josh goes, you had the map. We gave it to, we, we did a map check. We gave you back the map. She's like, I had it. It was in my pocket. Now it's gone. Where's the map? And they're like, we don't know. And Mike, the thing that pisses me off the most is Mike goes, what do you mean you don't have the map? I also found out there was a deleted scene where Josh crumples the map up and throws it on the ground outside the tent during the night. So they both damn well know she's not got that map. And they're mad, and they start hiking, and they get across this river, and the guys just start laughing. Heather's like, I'm glad to see you guys are having such a great time. And he's like, all of our feet are soaked. We're screwed. We're going crazy. And Mike just goes, and I, I, he's laughing so hard he can't get out. He goes, and I kicked the map in the river. <laughs> and then just walks off know. laughing. And he goes, I'm sorry. We're fucked. I'm sorry. I'd have kicked him in the river. I would have kicked him in the river. I would have kicked him in the yeah. teeth. Like, you get your ass kicked. <laughs> oh, no, they did. They shoved. Josh started to gotten in a shove fight with him. Yeah. Heather, I mean, is just crying, like, cry screaming, like, her voice is breaking. It's, a, it's an actual, like, tense scene. Again, there's no scares in this movie, really. There's a lot of, like, ooh, oh, oh that's, ooh, oh, no, ooh, what's going on here? But it's nothing like, oh, my God, what was that? It's, there's a lot of suspense, and you, you can't really get scared from suspense, but you're on edge, you know what I mean? The scariest part about this movie is you know something's coming. And right, yeah. part of it is every time you think 
it's here. Or every time you think something happens, it doesn't. It's, and then it's, you're like, they're, oh. they're towing a line. And it's like that. It's like that prank where you put a dollar on a piece of string and you keep yanking it away from people. You're trying to get that dollar. That dollar is what's going on. And every time you're like, oh, my God, they yanked that dollar back. Right. And you're like, damn it. I got to get it now. Damn it. What is it? And I like that. That's that's one of the things I did like about this movie. I liked, again, I said this about Jaws. I like the realistic portrayal of people. Like we had Jaws where Chief Brody and his wife are very relatable as a couple. And they're just kind of shooting the shit with each other. This is the other end of the spectrum. You've got these people which are so relatable because they're just broken down. I feel like and I feel like it's, it's that genuine moment of despair where you're like, I feel that. Like I get that you are just suffering. Um I I, I do like the reaction of he kicks the map in the river. He pretends he he almost guiltily pretends not to know what happens because he knows what he did was wrong. Right? Right. And then he does reveal it. They have a very genuine reaction of they shove him to the floor. They're pissed. Like you, we were lost before, but you have signed the death wish. And they, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's stupid. They're all dumb in this situation, but I get the response. Well, and it's also like, you know, you've basically signed our death war, uh, death wish, but also, exactly. But also, you knew the map was gone. You knew you took care of it. He lied about it. Yeah. You let us scream at each other. And just after this, you know, the tensions are high. They go, you know, we're just going to go south. We were going south earlier. We'll just use the compass and walk south. Again, what I said, I was always taught when you're lost, you stay put. Because they'll have a better time catching up to where you are than if you keep wandering. But if you but if you but if you're just supposed to stay put, then you're still not getting home. You're literally not moving. No, but it's is you're expending less energy. You're not getting yourself more lost. And if, if people find it. your last campsite and they're shouting for you and you're within your range, it's better to be two miles from where you were last were than 13 miles deeper into the forest. You but know what I mean? But if no one knows you're in there and no one's looking for you, does staying put really help you? You're probably going to die, Chad, either way. Okay. <laughs> Let's be real. In this situation, if they weren't, killed they were dying of starvation in the woods or poisoning from like bad stuff in the water um so they start going south they go south and they find these little i'm sure you've seen the symbol for the blair witch project that like little triangular human made out of sticks tied together yeah they find hundreds of them just hanging from trees this is the real moment of I just say I'm in their shoes. That's the moment where I accept death. <laughs> because, okay, actually, I did love, I did love the reaction of, of Mike going, what'd you find? He goes, it's all this voodoo shit. I did like that. That was really funny. But, um, at that point, I just accept death. Because, like, you're screwed, man. You're lost in the woods, and now there's some voodoo witch out here 
something that you didn't think was real, and now you're getting a lot of evidence that it's probably real. And not and not only that, but you've literally stumbled basically to its like backyard. You've heard sounds. You've seen these graves indicating you and your two friends. Dude, you're dead. Yeah, like um, and they just so. Th- they just try to go they try to camp for the night they're just they don't don't know they hear sounds they hear sticks they hear little kids laughing and this is this is where if i was in their their if that was in their place i might have genuinely i'll just say soiled my pants (laughs) they are out there they hear these noises there is something in the woods and something comes and just rattles the hell out of their tent I mean, violently shaking, almost trying to rip through it. They do the only thing that, I mean, fight or flight, right? Right. You're going to try to fight a ghost? I don't know if you're going to. They run. I mean, listen. You're going to, if you try to fight a ghost, you're going to lose, Chad. No, no, I'm not. No, no. I'm saying I would have done the same thing. I would have. I would. I am not 100% proud to say it. I would have run. No, of course you're going to run. You're not going to. I think I would have just left my friends and run away. I, I, Which they did. They ran away. Um, Heather and Heather and Matt end up run. Or Mike end up running the same way, and they hide in the woods. Josh runs. They come home in the morning. I come back to the tent in the morning. Their tent has been ransacked. Heather's bags tossed one way. Somebody dug through all of Josh's stuff. Uh, Josh's like camera equipment. He's like, oh, they poured my water out. And Mike goes, I don't think that's water. And he goes, yes. Oh, it's slime. If I, what is your? It's me. I, first off, what do you think that slime was? Like just congealed slobber. Like she's like, like the witch is like trying to eat the camera, or it's like dried blood. Like I want to know what you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I just want to say real quick, like if I'm in the tent and it's like you or like you know my 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 buddies who are like my genuine friends, like we're running together. Um, I, it's just me as a person. I'm going to try to get us all together. If I'm going to die, I want to die with my friends. But they're not your friends. You met them for this trip, and you've been fighting the whole time. No, no. She knew Josh beforehand. Okay. All right. She knew Josh beforehand. She and Mike met the day of. Mike was friends with Josh. So really, Josh tied them together, oh, so which comes I'm- into it. It comes into a theory about the movie later. Um, let me wrap this up. Let's wrap up the movie, and then we'll start talking about kooky theories. Okay. Um, his stuff's covered in slime, which I love him just going, it's not, oh, it's not water. Oh, it's slime. <laughs> I just, it's stupid, you know, but, um, and so they're, they just start hiking again. They're like, we got to leave. Uh, they start hiking and they come across this river and they go, wait a minute. I know that log, that log. Oh my God. We've been hiking for 15 hours and we're just going in circles. Josh has a breakdown. He starts crying and then begs for cigarettes. <laughs> Which I, I, as someone who used to smoke when I was in, uh, when I went to a different school, I do just understand that moment of just crying and being like, does anybody have a cigarette? And they're like, no. He's like, what do you mean? No. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't smoke anymore. For those of you who are concerned that I'm some chain smoking alcoholic. I, uh, smoke. I only, I only smoke when I'm drunk. So. Oh, you're a social smoker. Anyway, um, he's just like, anybody any cigarettes? And they're like, both of them immediately just go, um, Mike and Heather, no. He's like, what do you mean, no? It's, just, it's supposed to be a serious scene, and I do find it funny. They, they just start camping again. They wake up, and Josh is gone. 
they they hear they try to find him they they just heather and mike just try to leave they can't find him they they got to camp out again because they're horrifically lost and they just in the middle of the night just hear him just screaming just agony filled horrific blood curdling screams and I, I think it's mike who comes to the realization that oh the witch the witch knows that whoever it is they know he's gone they're trying to use that to pull us to them. And I'm like, wow, that's the first smart thing you figured out. Well, I mean, it almost, like, like it's like, it's like, I, I, I always interpreted it as. It almost seems too convenient, though. Well, I always, I always interpreted it as the witch possessed him, walked outside in the woods. Well, we can talk about that. She killed him. That, and then that's the plan. Is again, interesting. I'm, okay, we'll address that in a minute. I'm not going to say what I think because I, uh, I'll address that once we finish talking about the movie. So they have no clue. They go, they walk outside. Heather, Heather is just grasped this camera. She's still filming everything. Even though both of the guys yelled at her a few days before. And she's like, the camera's the only thing I have left. So she's filming everything. And even Josh addressed that at one point for disappearance. He's like, oh, I see why I like the camera. Looking through the lens, it's like you're disconnected from reality. I do think that's cool. And um, so she's filming everything. She finds this big bundle of sticks and it's tied together with cloth. And if you've been paying attention to the movie, you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's from Josh's shirt. Oh. And they find a bundle of cloth tied up together. She, that's to say, Heather finds it. She doesn't tell Mike about it. She opens it up and it's soaked and covered. Like there's, it's soaked with blood so much, it's still holding blood. There's teeth what looks like hair and people have either theorized it's a finger or a tongue in the bundle and i believe the director said it was his tongue a chunk of his tongue yeah it just looks like it's teeth hair and flesh and she loses it doesn't tell mike he's like what's going on it's just like nothing 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 Mm -hmm. um that night is when she does the whole I want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom. This is all my fault. And my, and I just, I brought him out here and now we're and So that's also, people think that's like one of the best scenes in the movie. That and the ending scene. Those are the two like top moments. Um, I personally think the best scene in the movie is the, uh, them coming across all the little wooden stick people in the forest. My favorite scene of the whole movie is the fisherman spot, but. Okay. The fishermen are great. I will admit that. Um, and then yeah I'm sorry I was just thinking about the fisherman <laughs> you're full of it no I'm not yes you are whatever but um so they you know and she makes that film the next morning the next day no it's still the nighttime when she's after she records that message isn't it no it's still nighttime is it still the same night I, I believe so I, I want to agree that you're right on that they hear Josh just screaming again, and they run towards it this time. Even though they fully acknowledge it's probably the witch, they just bolt towards it. And Mike runs ahead. You don't really see Mike for the rest of the film. We're almost at the end. And Heather's, Mike, Mike. I mean, it's it's powerful acting on this moment, I will admit. Just this the raw, like, tearing at your throat, like, wet sad scared just screaming mike my josh mike this is and this is where and this part is where this movie shines like 
this is the good scene in the movie. The lack of like scare, like in the scare. There's no scares in the movie. There's not even really. There's no gore. There's no CGI. What's one thing? I there's no CGI in this film at all. There's no gaudy, awful where they're like. Like something dash in the screen, you can see it's like a CGI witch or some crap. You know what I mean? No. There's none of that. There, there's not even any gore, unless you want to count the vague what could be tongue in that bundle but, of but this movie Josh bits. But this movie delivers in this scene. It delivers in this last, I want to say, minute and 30 seconds. It's not long. They run to this house. They find this ransacked, just... Life has shit on this house. It is falling to bits. You can see the boards and the walls and the drywalls coming off and bricks are falling apart. They go in there and Mike's like, I hear them upstairs. And they run upstairs. He goes, it's coming from the basement, which I found weird. Basement, you see these like what looks like bloody handprints on the wall. And that part makes me uncomfortable. Just in general. I'm like, I don't like that. Go in the basement and it's just Mike standing in the corner. Facing the corner. Mike! Mike! And then... Stops. Heather's quiet. And then the camera dies and the movie's over. That's, and it leaves you wondering? It's a strong scene. That sit in there for a moment. Like, there's no witch. There's no jump scare at the end. It's just, Mike! Mike! And I think that's the best part of this movie is like, oh, wow. And I don't know what happens in the sequels, but I think the best part about this movie is it never gives you the monster. You never see the witch. You never see a witch. So like the entire time. And again, we address that in Jaws where I said, no, never. There's no, uh, uh, your, your protagonist could be a gust of wind. Because you're not, or you're antagonist, you're not seeing it. Right. That's what. That's the same thing I said about Jaws, where they don't show the they don't show the shark until an hour and twenty minutes in. They don't show whatever this is at all. Right, and I think that's great because, like, love that it could be a witch, it could be some lunatic in the woods. We have no idea, but we don't know. And I'm sure to that we'll I'm get sure. to that in just a moment. Okay, I was. I want to get into a few things I found out about the movie before we talk about the theories. All right, cool. Two of the things I found out is the name of the witch. She was orig- uh, They address her name as Ellie Kedward, who was uh, she was banished and killed for witchcraft in 1785 in that township. Um, her name is a very close anagram to Edward Kelly, who was a very infamous mystic in the 16th century, and Rustin Parr, the guy who killed those kids in the 40s. It's a very close anagram for Rasputin. Okay. I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, so again, some things I want to talk about before we get to what the big bad is. I was looking, I was reading about, um, I was reading about, you know, just like the actors and the people in this movie. Um, first off, the Blair Witch had a reported budget of $60,000. Some places say two, uh, Wikipedia says 200,000 to 500,000. One of the official reports, it guesstimated it as $35,000. This movie made a quarter of a billion dollars in the box office. Yeah, man, it was a hit. 
$250 million off a reportedly $35,000 budget. That's great. Um, but I looked up mainly Heather Donahue because they had the most to say. First off, when this movie came out, while they were filming it and after they released it, they published actual obituaries like these people died. Oh, wow. That's really cool. They were not allowed to go on like any kind of spotlight or public light for like a month or so. When they filmed this movie at Sundance Festival, at the end of it, they distributed flyers like they were leaving and asked people to come forward with any information they might have about these missing film students. That's incredible. I love that. Um, Heather Donahue's mom got all these sympathy cards from people who thought she was genuinely dead. <laughs> um, IMDb was just beginning to be a thing. When that film was first, uh, when Blair Witch was first available, IMDb listed the actors as missing, presumed dead. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Um, The other thing I found out about Donahue. That's what they call in the pro wrestling business, keeping kayfabe. (laughs) Um, The other thing I found out about the... um, about this is Heather Donahue from 1999 to 2008 was in acting, right? After 10 years, she left the film industry to become a medical marijuana grower. Oh, okay. And I found that really funny. Uh, I don't know why. She published a book called Grow Girl, which was about her time as a marijuana grower. And I found that really funny. So she went from being the hit star of Blair Witch Project to growing weed. Um, another funny thing I found out about this is after the Blair Witch Project came out in January of, uh, officially it was released July 14th, 1999 in theaters. It was aired January 23rd, 1999 at Sundance. October 31st, 1999. My first Halloween, by the way. Would you like to know what movie was released on Cartoon Network? <laughs> Tell me. A 17 minute project called. The Scooby-Doo Project. And what, and what happened in that Scooby-Doo short? Or that Scooby-Doo um, short? The gang goes and investigates a, uh, a haunting. They argue with each other. They lose Velma's glasses. It's a real shit show. They, uh, they end up unmasking. By the way, the gang, by that I mean the Scooby gang. They go to uh, unmask this guy who, uh, who's the monster. They unmask him. And uh, it's just a dude. And then a real monster breaks in. I'm not making this up. A real monster breaks in, chasing them, uh, chasing them out. You know, this is the uh, this is the extended ending. Is it chases them out? You know, they run away. He's the, the dude. They ask why I did it. He's like, it's Halloween. And the the, the real monster chases them. And then the. Uh, it is revealed that the mystery machine, I'm reading this from the summary, was eventually discovered abandoned, and search parties found hundreds of Scooby snacks over several days, as well as the camera, but there was no sign of the gang themselves. A missing persons poster appears showing the entirety of Mystery Inc., suggesting they disappeared following the monster's attack. What the hell? Uh, in the normal ending, uh, they what? scream, Shag- music starts playing, and Shaggy sh- screams because, quote, we always get chased when there's music playing. <laughs> Uh, which I love that. The monster jumps up in front of Velma, chasing her to the basement, where Shaggy is standing facing the corner. And the screen cuts to black, just like the Blair Witch Project. 
That's, a, that's dark as hell. This aired on Cartoon Network in 1999. We need to find this. Holy heck. I'm going to try to find this on YouTube. By the way, just so you know, um, the actual cast of Scooby-Doo voiced these characters. That's insane. I'm going to look that up. It's great. Now, now to get to the point people give a shit about. What's I the give, monster? I give, What's I the give witch? All, I give all no, this shit. No, I mean, I mean the serious part of this. What's the monster? Chad, what's your theory on what the witch is, or is it a witch, or what's going on? Um, what's your take on this? So I've, I'll tell you what I've always thought. I've always thought that Josh got possessed by the spirit of the witch. I don't think the witch was this tangible thing. I think it was like a ghost. And I think it possessed Josh, just like it possessed the one dude who killed all the kids. And I think it Well, to be fair, it didn't possess Rustin Parr. He claimed he did it for the witch. Right. And so I think, <clears throat> I, think Still. I think Josh gets possessed. He goes into the woods. Um, and either he screams and they can't find him, or uh, they find him and then they find like his remains and then they hear him scream, regardless of the fact. Um, that's the witch at that point after she kills Josh. And then they go into the uh, they find that little house thing and then uh, the other dude gets possessed and then the ghost or the spirit or whatever or the other guy maybe they're both still alive somehow but something something happens and she goes in there sees the one dude's back and then something hits her in the head and that's how I've always pictured the movie ending in my head um, I'm probably wrong but that's how I've always uh, interpreted it so that's a very <clears throat> there's a lot of interesting theories here my and I'm just going to kind of uh, break them down here. There's a... Uh, okay, so the first theory, it's just the witch. The witch did it. Um, you know, obviously, she. everything points to she's a spirit. She abducts children or has children abducted, and they're killed. And that, that's what the movie kind of wants you to think. There's the other popular theory, which you might have heard about. It's Josh. Because, like, let's go back to the story of Rustin Parr. The old guy, right? Who kills the kids in the 40s? Yeah. Parr, just as you said, influenced by the witch, did what the witch told her, told him, killed those kids. Had one stand in the corner while he killed the other one. So Josh is the new uh, Rustin Parr. Right? The witch didn't kill them the first time, so why would the witch kill them physically now? Right. The next theory, and this one's kind of interesting, it was Mike and Josh that did the killing, and it was just to kill Heather. Now, this one, I'm kind of reading the theory here because I didn't read too much in this one because it sounded dumb to me. Um, so... Why, how, there's a theory that, and the reason they give this is because, first off, Mike didn't want to be there. He talked about it. They said that Mike was the weakest of the bunch, right? Yeah. Josh was the smart, the nicer one, the more passive, the more calm one. So what if the witch didn't influence just one of them? Mike was clearly the weakest mentally, emotionally. Easy target. I mean, Mike doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to investigate anything. He just wants to leave. He kicked the map into the creek, you know. That sounds like, what did he do it? Or was it purposeful sabotage? Were they beyond his control, those actions? 
you know, she sh- the witch strikes, takes over, convinces Mike to push that in. Then where they're at their weakest, she takes Josh, uses him as bait. And it would make sense. This the, the, the reason that people think this is a thing is because why else would Mike willingly be standing in the corner like that if not to trick Heather? And that's and that's what I'm saying. I definitely think I definitely think the witch mm-hmm. at some point the witch gets both of both of the guys because mm-hmm. there's no way he faces and turns the corner. I've always thought the guy who turned the corner for the longest time was Josh, and we never find out what it was happened. Mike. And we know Mike was the one standing in the corner. I know that now, but like when I first the first couple times I saw it, I just assumed oh we just have to assume Mike's dead because we <laughs> see him. Yeah. Well, I, um, I think my favorite theory is one that just says uh, the ending was rushed because it was a last minute decision and therefore has no answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a few more theories we have here. One of them is, you remember crazy Mary Brown, the lady who tells them about the witch and that the, the witch is covered in hair from head to toe and that weird lady when well, they were interviewing the town one, folks. The one who said she was like a scientist and also... Uh-huh, that she was, she was a whack job, yes. Um, they reference that she told them a story, which they didn't put in the film, which she told them a story about rocks being this gateway, a warning. And then they find those cairns. And then Josh knocks one over. And if you look at the gate near like where her house is, it's kind of constructed and tied together in the same way those little wicker people were. And there's a lot of theories that like, what if she's the one doing this? Oh, what if she's the witch or like the Yeah. There's um yeah, there's some uh, some more fun theories here and I'm going to go over the next few of them. But um are, you know, are, the first are any of the theories um that it was the fisherman? Mm, I'll get to that in a moment. Oh my god, there is there's, <laughs> sort of sort of, you'll see. The one there's I- a theory there's a theory that it's Heather's fault that she was secretly this like occultist obsessed with the story of the witch that she brought the guys out there as some kind of maybe an offering and something went horribly wrong. You know, the whole like, oh, they dug too deep and they awakened something in the earth. Yeah. The Dunwich Borers, the Lovecraft kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. When she says on camera, when she's apologizing, it's all my fault. I'm sorry. This is because of me. What if she meant that? Like, actually, do you know what I mean? Like, literally, this is my fault. Like, I brought the witch here. I brought it back. Here's the fun one. You talked about the uh, the fisherman? Yeah. There's a very popular theory kind of gaining more traction. It was the townsfolk. For one of two reasons. Either they loved this tourism from all these people wanting to know about the evil and the occult and the spooks. And so they kind of wanted to add fuel to the fire. Like, hey, if you're looking for tourism, uh, you know that Blair Witch? More people are gone. Maybe it's a real thing. The other reason that people think the townsfolk could have done it is they're just pissed that everyone only comes here because of one tiny evil part of their history. Like, what if they've got this rich heritage and history and everyone's like, well, I don't give a shit. Tell me about the witch. And they're like, you know what? No, we're done with this. So I love the two folk. I love one of the being like the townsfolk. Either they love it or they hate them. And I like that. Okay. All right. Um, I definitely, I definitely don't like the um, Hannah take. I don't like that one. Um, Heather. Yeah, Heather. Yeah. Sorry. I don't like. There's, there's, a, there's, there's. Uh, that's not the last of my little theories here. If you want to hear the rest of them before oh, yeah. making a oh, yeah, so decision, hit me with them. So, um, the one of the ones that I actually quite like 
is the theory that it's not the witch. It's the spirit of Rustin Parr. Okay. Because if you think about it, what if the what if he's oh I did it because the witch told me. What if he's just a lying bastard? And I mean, think about it. They're in his house. Mike faced the corner just like he forced those kids to. By the way, one of the things that I forgot about the townsfolk myth, where they're like, oh, the townsfolk did it. That Their explanation for why Mike was standing in the corner was that someone off screen was holding a gun to him, baiting them to bring Heather down. And then someone came up from behind and knocked her out. Okay. So I did like that interesting, like, oh, the, that would weirdly enough kind of make more sense. That was going um, to be my question to you, so I'm glad you answered mm-hmm. But I do like the, the idea that it's, the witch isn't real. The witch is made up. But the spirit of Rustin Parr, who the town executed and then burned down his home, and I'll address the burning down the home thing in a second, because you might be like, wait a minute, if they burned it down, how are they in his house at the end? Um, and so he came back with a fucking vengeance. He was like, that's fine. You want to kill me? Now I'm never leaving. Think about that. That's kind of interesting, right? And one of the things, it's, I'll I'll address this other part in a second. Um, Now, again, we've talked about theory. It's Josh. It's Mike. Mike and Josh. It's Heather. It's the townsfolk. What if it is actually the Blair Witch? Here's one of the cool ones. And they address this, this. Remember what I said? The third Blair Witch movie does something that I don't like. Yeah. They give an explanation for the Blair Witch. So does it, does it straight up tell you like what happened in the first movie? Um, kind of. The, the third movie ignores the second one and is a direct sequel to the first one. Okay, so the second Blair Witch you don't need to watch. You should still, but the third one just ignores it. Okay. And now... This theory is the fact that maybe even just locally, but the Blair Witch can manipulate time. Now, this would make sense as to why they've been walking all day, but they end up in the same place. Like time, why they can't find their car. Well, I think less of time travel and more of here's kind of what I think. If this is the one to be true, which the game addresses this, the Blair Witch video game. You can control time by manipulating where you pause footage that you find. You can rewind these little footage tapes. If you rewind it far enough where something's different in the tape, it changes that in real life. That's what the game does. I like that. Like he rewinds the footage to where this kid in there drops this little toy police car and he puts the camera down and the toy police car is lighting up in front of him. He's like, I wasn't there. It's like, I like that. But my kind of idea here is it's not that the witch controls time, is that some sort of event happened, let's say around the Rustin Parr time, where it caused one area to be permanently frozen in time. That's why his house is still there, even though they burned it down. That's why they can't find their car, because their car is not when, it's not, it's not where they left their car, it's when. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I personally, I dig the theory that the witch can control time, but I don't want my theory confirmed because it takes away the fun of wondering. Right. 
And then in the third one, when they go, well, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Or so I've been told. I haven't watched the third one because everyone says it's garbage. So if they really do give that explanation in the third one, I don't think I want to watch it. Because what's the point of wondering if they're just going to tell you and then it's stupid? That's why this movie was so good is there's no witch. They talk about the witch, but there's no witch. For the third one to go... There she is, and she controls time. It's like, you know what? The fact that you I take back enjoying your first movie. The fact that you just named eight like theories shows why this movie is as good as it is. Yeah. It's so open-ended. Yeah. You have no idea what happens. That's why. What do you like more in a quiz? Do you like an open-ended quiz you can give an answer or one where you have to defend what the what they've given you? Right. See what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, my personal favorite theory between those is that it was both that the witch got both uh, Josh and uh, Mike or. Um... There's an offshoot of that theory where someone it was really just one person that didn't really explain it well, but they were like, no, 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 I don't think the witch controlled them. Josh and Mike were in a cult. And that explains why Mike was so willing to kill Heather. He didn't have any emotional connection like Josh did, but the cult said to do it. And I was like. No. I hate that one. But I like that the witch got both of them. And then I also like the town's theory idea. I like the townsfolk would be fun. Yeah. The Rustin Parr one would make sense. But I like the possibility of being frozen in time. It's, well, it's one of those things where you come in and now you're stuck in that time. Like the Weeping Angels. They send someone back in time and they're just stuck there. So then. I like the possibility of the woods being frozen in time so then once you're and again it's not where they left the car it's when they left the car and so then by that by that logic then as soon as you entered those woods you're fucked mm-hmm. surprise all right cool i like yeah i like that i like it um um i think that'll i think i think we've wrapped up blair witch yeah uh we've wrapped up blair witch uh, let's give our summarizing facts, and then I will pull from the magical bucket of bucketness. Oh, yeah. Which I've had sitting next to me all day as my motivation to record today. All right. Um, we already talked about giving us point score, but let's just go over it again. I Again, I say seven for seven dead kids. Um, I gave it like a... Actually, I'm going to give it a seven and a half for seven dead kids and maybe one dead Josh. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it an eight. Uh, I, I think an eight's good um, for what it did and when it did it. It was revolutionary for its time. Um, I've never seen a hidden footage movie that I liked more than this. Um, no, a hidden 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 footage. Found films, footage. Found, yeah, sorry. Found footage films are either really good in this it's, case, or, or they're really uh, bad. To put it simply, it's hit or miss. Uh, creep one missed. Um, it was a really good movie, and I would, and you know, I would watch it again. Maybe not right now because I just watched it, but like I would watch this again in like four months. This might be one of my uh, watch on Halloween movies. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but okay, it is bucket time. Oh, I think it's bucket time. It's got the bucket. All right, I got my little piece of paper here. No. <laughs> what movie is it? Hmm. Oh, somebody's going to question that. It is 9 o'clock in my apartment complex. Um, the Sharknado? No. It is the 1997 critical failure, Batman and Robin, starring George Clooney. And- Hell yeah, our first trick. 
We hit our first trick four days before Halloween. How fitting. How fitting. Um, and you get a trick and a treat for your next two episodes because we are doing our special. Our next two episodes are going to be the original Halloween and then Batman and Robin. This is the first one, by the way, that the paper stays out of the bucket. Yeah, yeah, because we were not, we, that's a trick. Because we're doing the sequels to Jaws at some point, we're doing Creep 2 at some point, and Blair Witch has sequels. So, all right, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, be on the lookout for our Halloween episode. We will be covering. Which will be releasing on. Halloween, of course. Halloween! We're recording that, we're recording that um, Thursday. Um, and we're also. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday, before, before Halloween. It'll be out before Halloween. Um, this will be out. Oh yeah, around the same time it, it always is. So, you basically you'll be getting two episodes this weekend instead of one. So uh, that's- one will be this one, which you've just finished at this point, if you're hearing this, and the other one will be Halloween. This will be our John Carpenter and Deborah Adams Halloween, starring the infamous Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> this is our little our little treat for you for the Halloween season. So. Because you're getting a trick next week. Yes, and then get ready because it's Batman and Robin, which I love, so I'm excited for. Can I give a fun little fact about uh, Batman and Robin? Sure. Genuinely, my favorite superhero movie because it sucks. It's 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 bad, but it's 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 a good. Mm, I have so many fun facts for that episode. All right, well, we'll save it for that episode. They're gonna hurt. Can I can I give a fun sneak peek of one line in that movie that makes me really sad? Sure. You know how I love science. Mr. Freeze, and I'm not going to say who plays Mr. Freeze, because that'll be a fun thing for next episode. Uh, one of his lines is, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! My favorite part, my favorite the movie makes me really sad. My favorite line in that movie is, ice to meet you. Oh, giving me the cold shoulder. <laughs> and, on, and on that, and on those two... <laughs> Chill out, bird brain. And all those bad ice puns, we'll leave it there, guys. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of That Sounds Spooky. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at ShaddyTatum1. Tom, um, do you want to plug anything? Um, I, yeah, you know what? I made an Instagram. Uh, Dom Sounds Spooky, or actually Sounds Spooky Dom is my uh, Instagram. And I'll be posting uh, updates about episodes and some fun memes, hopefully. So and, and once, follow me. Don't. It's fine. Once I get motivated to make the Twitter, this will get a Twitter. I know I say that every episode. It'll come eventually. Um, but also, one of the things I want to say also real quick, um, make sure you look up this podcast on Anchor and you hit subscribe on Anchor. Um, go on Spotify. Hit Give us a rating on Spotify if you can rate things on Spotify. You can. Give us a rating. And also, go on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a uh, subscribe and also leave a review. Um, reviews really help us. It helps. With that being said, like, yeah, give us some, give us some feedback. You know, you can still leave a review and give us some feedback and it could still be a positive review. So, you know, but any, any form of anything helps. So thank you guys for listening. Um, to the one review I did get, um, mom, I know there's a lot of swearing. Um, I'm sorry. And honestly, (laughs) there's a lot less than what there usually is for a podcast I'm on because (laughs) I'm really trying it's better than the Jaws episode, Mom. Yeah, I don't think I think we can. I think I think we can leave the reviews and the plugging there. Yeah, but uh, all right, guys. As always, uh, I've been dumb from the radio. Uh, Hail Satan. Uh, no. <laughs> Hail Satan says the man with the Jesus costume hanging in his closet, <laughs> wearing that to class on Thursday. I mean, no. Okay.
Benjamin, no. Bye, guys. Have a good Halloween.